Welcome back to the Coins and Connections podcast, where we explore all things books, business, and bullshit. My favorite bees. I'm your host, the Fairy Coin Mother, Cinquanta Cocksmith of www.cinquantacocksmith.com. Now let's get into today's episode. Hey guys, welcome back to the Coins and Connections podcast, season four, episode five. Today I'm here with a special guest. I have one of my hometown friends here. Her name is Kristen Sessions and she is a native of Georgetown, South Carolina. She is married to Lieutenant Eric L. Sessions Jr. She has two daughters, Ava and Jada. Kristen has obtained both a bachelor's degree and master's degree from the University of South Carolina, Columbia. She's a male spouse to a US, U.S. Navy soldier, a licensed realtor in Virginia, and is a member of the Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. So let's welcome Kristen to the podcast. It's time for our rapid fire questions of the day. Hey, Kristen. Welcome to the podcast. How are you? Thank you for having me. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. I'm I'm actually, you know, sipping on Moscato for everyone who is on YouTube. You know how I do. But we are going to go ahead and get into the rapid fire questions. So I have a few questions for you. And we're just going to ask you the questions and kind of what comes up first on your mind. Just go ahead and spit it out. So the first question is describe yourself in three words. Well, this is good. So let's see. I am. Loyal. I am honest and I am happy. Yeah. Okay. Love it. Those are solid words. Those are really solid words. So that's good. Where were you two years ago? Two years ago, we were leaving Fort Bragg, headed okay. back to Virginia, I want to say. Yeah. So it's 21. Yep. We were about to uh, PCS to okay. Virginia. So tell me the last time you laughed out loud, like really hard. Probably yesterday. I don't know if everybody knows, but Eric is a comedian. He may come <laughs> off as like very like stone faced, serious guy, but I laugh every day. Like he is so funny. He jinxes me. The thing is, <laughs> everything. It is funny. Like I laugh every day. So yeah, I love it. I love it. <laughs> so where do you go to think? Like, where's your spot? Um, in my new office space. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it used to be upstairs, and the kids would always kind of come in and interrupt me, but I'll get up before them now, mm-hmm. and I'll come down here, and i work out, and then I'll, you know, go take a shower and come back down here and just kind of chill and organize my day and get ready for the day. Yes, I love my own space. Listen, Mm -hmm. so this question actually goes perfect for that. So what does your office space look like? So can you describe it to us? I told you earlier, but it's doubling (laughs) as our like our guest room. But Mm -hmm. we don't get a whole lot of guests. I mean, my parents might come up. Eric's mom might come up, but we don't have a lot of guests. So I just kind of push the bed back into the corner (laughs) and I have a, a desk up here. 
and I have like two lamps. I have ring lights and have like my monitors and my computer and all that stuff set up here. I'm not really done with the space. I don't have my mm-hmm. curtains up yet, but yeah, yeah, it's a work in progress in here. So what's like a piece that will like complete your office? Probably, I need like a nice like painting or something mm-hmm. to go because the walls are blank in here. <laughs> so I need something, some color. My chair is pink. So okay. I kinda, it's like... <laughs> The theme is like gold and white and mm-hmm. like pops of pink. So yeah. probably like a nice little piece that has like painting for like gold or something like that. Yeah, I love those colors. I, I have done like white, off-white, black and white. And then of mm-hmm. course, because this is motivation. <laughs> <laughs> Kristen, so I want you to tell me about your business and when did you start and kind of how long have you been in the real estate industry? I've been a licensed realtor for this is going on my second full year. I got licensed in October of 2019 and I'm a real estate agent. So I help buyers and sellers and investors buy and sell property. Yes. Is it a buyer's market right now? No, it is a seller's market. It's a seller's market. Wow. We need inventory everywhere. Like in Virginia, it is pretty low. (laughs) We got an update at the beginning of the week and it said that we have about two months worth of inventory. Wow. Yeah. And I'm sure it's the same way everywhere. So yeah. it's a seller's market. We need sellers. So if you're in a market to sell, now it's Well, there's like two houses up the street from us and another one coming into the neighborhood and then by my daughter's school, I saw a few. So I think people are getting (laughs) when it's a prime time to sell. So a lot of people are going to be busy. (laughs) I hope so. We need to. Yes. (laughs) So can you explain or just tell us a little bit more about the first steps to buying a home? So one of the first steps is maybe talking to a realtor. So finding a good realtor that'll actually work for you is one of the first steps. A lot of times people don't know who to talk to. Yeah. And honestly, it doesn't matter where you start because Mm if I had someone from my hometown call me, I could always find them a realtor in the area that could help them in the process. So the first step is to find a realtor. And the second step is to get pre-approved. So you'll know how much money, well, how much house you can afford. Yeah. So that's one of the second steps. You don't want to go shopping and find this like $500,000 house and you can only afford, you know, about $200,000. And you know, it'll hurt your feelings. Yeah, it it'll will. Make, it'll make your house hunting kind of feel like, man, I'm not getting what I want. But, you know, you yeah. need to know what you can afford. And, you know, after that, then, you know, you can start house hunting. Okay. So how... Like on average, how many new buyers do you think you service a month? So I'm still new. I'll put it mm-hmm. out there. I'm still new. Right now in my pipeline, I have about maybe about 10 buyers and maybe like three sellers. But I mean, it it's never like a defined timeline. Yeah. Buyers and sellers just on their time. So um, they're in my pipeline, but we're working, but we don't have anything like in stone for some of them and yeah you know I have a couple that one that's under contract and a couple that are shopping so I mean it's kind of hard to dictate month to month like what Mm -hmm. you're really doing because you know sometimes you know folks will get all the way to the closing table and they'll say oh I don't know or you know they'll get 
they'll find a house and they'll kind of back out. So you can't really count your eggs before they hatch in this business because you might get your feelings hurt. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's some um, real advice. That's some real yeah, advice right you, there. You just got to kind of like go off your client and, you know, just talk to them, keep the communication open with them so you'll know what's going on. And, you know, if you need to slow down in the process, you know, if you want to stop, because I had a couple that just were like, no, I, I just can't do this right now. So, <laughs> you know, you just got to be open yeah. to, like, what your client wants to do, because it's, you know, a client-based business. I mean, it's not about me. It's about, mm-hmm. you know, what they want to do. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you become a realtor? Was this something that you you had thought about a few years and then was like, all right, I'm going to dive deep into it? Or was it, like, this pivotal moment? You was like, this is what I'm going to do. <laughs> so... Actually, this is funny. When I graduated from undergrad in 2010, I remember sitting on my floor because at that time, like me not being naive and being young, I didn't realize like 2010, like we were in like a bad spot in America and it was so hard to find a job. So luckily I did, you know, have a, a job. But I was just sitting on my floor and I was like, I should just do real estate. I should just do real estate. And I looked it up and you know, I looked at the classes and all that stuff. And for some reason, I just didn't do it. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't know why I just didn't do it. So like fast forward to like 2015, 2016, after I had Jada, I started thinking about it again. And I was doing my bows. I was doing my handmade bows. Yeah. And I was just like, Hmm, I I really think I want to go into real estate, but time was not on my side. Like my kids were tiny. Eric was working 12 hours. We did not have time for me to like go to school. So I told Eric, I was like, Whenever we PCS, whenever that is, I was like, I'm, you know how it is. I know. Like, I'm going to real estate school. I don't care what nobody said. I'm going to real estate school, and that's what I'm going to do because, I mean, it's one of those things where, like, if we do move, like, I could still do it whenever we move. So I'm yeah. like, you know, I want to start it whenever we move. So when we got to Virginia, I went ahead and found a class, and I enrolled. And that summer, I started class, and I did it. Yes. So, yeah. I love it. Yeah. That's something that I don't think a lot of people understand about military spouses. Like, it's great to work for people to get in the government system and have a job that you can move with. But that's like not everybody's destiny. So when we create businesses, it's normally not a hobby. It's because it's hard to have these gaps <laughs> in our resume. And it's like, it looks like, oh, we only work every two years. Mm-hmm. We're off for like a, a year and then we go back to work. It's yeah. super hard. That's why I definitely love, you know, being an entrepreneur because my business can travel with, with me. Mm-hmm. Just need my laptop, my iPad, whatever, and some good uh-huh. internet connection. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, we can you can make money. So that's definitely something that is hard on military spouses. And I just wish, I mean, I know everybody's not an entrepreneur, but having something for yourself, because of course our spouses go to work every day. They have a, they have a job, they get a guaranteed paycheck, but you know, for us, sometimes that's just not always certain. So I love seeing military spouses out there securing the bag. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, it helps too. Like it helps the household. You know, mm-hmm. and I absolutely, struggled, I struggled with that when me and Eric first got married because I wasn't working, and I'm like, "What is this? I, mm. I don't do this. Like, I bring in some money. Like, I go, I work. So yeah, it was, it was really a hard transition, but you know, I did it. 
But after a while, I was like, look, I'm going back to work. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta do like, something. these walls and these kids are nice. But, yeah, let me let me make sure. <laughs> <laughs> let me go do something with my life. Yes. Okay, so this question, we're going to go a little bit back. Because you mentioned something about being naive and being on your floor and thinking about real estate. But, so what were you doing at 19? Like, what was life like for you at 19? At 19, I want to say might have been in my sophomore year of college. Mm -hmm. And at that time, I mean, I was, you know, typical college student, like go to class, you know, do what I got to do. I did have a job. So I did work part time. Mm -hmm. I think I worked at Office Depot after my classes or whatever, just to have some money in my pocket. So, you know, when it was time to go out, or <laughs> job, like, I could, you know, have my own money. So it's my dad, yeah. like, you know. I'll help you out with, you know, the important stuff. But if you just want to party and hang out, I mean, I ain't about to fund that. So, <laughs> I, you know, I, I was working and, you know, doing school and, yeah. you know, having fun in college. Yes, college life. I had a, a tiny taste of it. Probably not as good as everybody else's college days because I went and I was like the old head at college. But... Still, I had my little bit of uh, college experience. <laughs> what is the most important thing you've learned in motherhood so far? And what was life like after learning it? So I would say selflessness. Ooh. You know, being on your own is, is all about you. You know, people tend to be selfish and you can because yeah. you know, you're, it's only you. But yeah, selflessness is something that I learned from motherhood. And I want to say it, it was like a hard lesson for me. Like mm -hmm. having children was like, cause you know, as a new mom, you're like, oh, I don't know what I'm really doing. <laughs> you know, like your mom or your grandma can tell you like all day what to do, but you have to do it and you have to do it every day. Yeah. And, you know, just showing up and being there for someone else and yeah. you know being responsible for Ooh, providing support food water everything <laughs> for another for another human yes you know, and your husband so it's like that that was like something that is still with me today like you know I appreciate having that lesson and mm -hmm. you know being uh, able to help others and you know especially my kids and my family but you know using that same selflessness in my business because you know these clients, they expect their agent to work for them and to be a good agent for them. So, you know, it's, it's a life lesson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of like your business, how has the pandemic like changed, shift the way you do business now? So like everybody else, every, you know, most things are virtual, like consultations are virtual mm -hmm. on the phone. We still do in-person showings, but I've also re relocated a couple people virtually so I would go out and show homes on my phone and yeah. you know they would you know choose you know which house they wanted home buyer events I haven't done any yet I'm thinking about doing a couple but home buyer events you know people don't really want to you know be in a group setting so yeah. you can do them online but like open houses some people still do them but I haven't done any since this whole thing yeah, started going, but I actually enjoyed doing open houses, but I haven't done them since, you know, the whole. Wow. Show. I wouldn't say a mighty big shift, but still, you know, little changes that have happened, but it has not stopped. What do you have going on? No, so that's like, good. This market is still like going like, yeah, of like people are buying, like we have so many buyers. That's why it's <clears> the <throat> seller's market. Like we don't have enough. Yeah. Story for everybody. <laughs> so it's yes. Like, mad dash. 
<laughs> so what has been the, the biggest obstacle that you face being a military spouse and a mom raising children while your husband serves overseas? Because I know that's a big one. Uh, <laughs> so just not having like support and help mm. in your area. So, I mean, our parents support us, you know, family, friends, but having someone local, oh man, like we have a sitter, but even she has her own life too. Yeah. So it's like, you know, not being able to drop them off at grandma and stuff when I have to do a whole lot of things, just not having enough support. I mean, when, you know, you, you got to pay your sitter, you know, you got to pay. <laughs> so, I mean, but it's cool. Like I'll pay, but it's just like not having like support all the time is, you know, I know a lot of other military spouses probably feel the same way when you're not in your home state. So mm -hmm. it's just like trying to figure out how you can work it because it's always something to do. Like when my husband is overseas is everything is on me, you know, car maintenance. Yep. Oh, get the, get the house pressure washed. Oh, the kids need appointments. Like today we had a vision appointment dentist appointments then I have my clients appointments and it's just virtual school like oh gosh <laughs> yeah doing it all is mm -hmm. you know an obstacle but I mean it comes with territory yeah I mean, it's, it's just something that we sign up for and yeah something that we got to get through and you know their deployments and their you know tours aren't forever so no. I mean it's just one of those things. And yeah. We'll get through it. <laughs> yeah. I definitely always feel like that first month that my husband is gone, it's like everything hits the fan. I'm like, really? <laughs> mm -hmm. And then it's like, it like gradually gets better. And then, you know, we all get used to the situation. And then mm -hmm. it's like, you know, he comes back and then it's like, we're all off. Yeah, schedule. yeah, and then you gotta figure it out again. It's like, yeah, you've been gone for two years, so now how yeah. is it gonna work? Again? Yeah, because it's not that you don't belong anymore, mm -hmm. but it's like we got used to a new normal. Yeah, gone, so it's that transition can be harder than him actually leaving. Yep, so, that reintegration process so, is whoo. Yeah, it can be rough. Jeez. It can be rough. <laughs> Especially on the kids, because it's like, you know, I understand FaceTime and video and telephone, but nothing can take away, you know, of that physical contact mm -hmm. and that quality time. So I really applaud you because I know I've been through it. I'm, I'm almost at the, well, you're almost at the yeah. end too. So yeah, we, yeah. Almost, <laughs> we almost there. But I was like, my, Sean is like, you know, I'm going to just sit at home when I retire. It's like, no, you're not. not. No, you're not. He's not. <laughs> you're going to be up under the hood of somebody's car. <laughs> they, you they're are not. Stay, they're going to stay busy. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I think that's kind of hard for them too to even imagine like mm -hmm. what it's going to be like on the other side. But, I mean, we'll be here to help them. Yes. This question is fun. I always like asking this question. What profession, other than your own, would you have liked to try? So, let's see. Maybe healthcare IT or health informatics. Oh. Uh, yeah. I have two degrees in public health, and that was something I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. But because, you know, moving around, like, I got gaps in my resume, you know, I have, <laughs> like, you know, I don't really have healthcare management experience, but, you know, that's a field that's, like, going to be here forever. Yep. Like, I feel like and it's going to just keep growing because everything is going, like, technology and IT 
like mm-hmm. needed for everything, you know, electronic medical records and just everything. So I think if, you know, I had a career shift or if I wanted to try something new, I would just maybe try to pivot that way because yeah. I mean, it's job security there. You know, I have like the public health, you know, healthcare background. Definitely. The healthcare industry is definitely um, huge and needed. So shout out to all of the healthcare professionals, especially throughout this pandemic and dealing with, you know, COVID and now the vaccine. So they are mm-hmm. definitely been working um, hard over the last, I can't believe really, I'm about to say this, that in two months, it's going to be like one. No, actually this month, because this is kind of when, we started hearing about COVID-19. So it's, that's crazy Mm -hmm. to just imagine a year ago and then like March is when it really hit the fan. Yeah, I was about to say, that's when our kids up here, they were like, yeah, Yeah. what are we supposed to do? (laughs) So I don't have this question written down, but like where, where were you when you like got the call about like school being, like they're not going back for a week, that first call? Oh, I think... I want to say the kids were actually in school and I was going to pick up Ava because Jaden was doing half day. I was actually almost about to go pick up Ava and I got like, because her, the school's here, they'll call you, they'll text you, they'll. (laughs) They sure will. So, yeah, um, I was going to pick her up, and then when I got in there to pick her up, because the kindergartners, you got to go in there and actually physically get them. So her teacher was like, "Oh, I don't think they're going to be coming back, but just listen out, you know, for calls and texts and stuff." And we, they never went back. And I'm wow. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I was actually home. Like we were supposed to go to St. Patrick's Day in Savannah. Mm-hmm. So I was like watching the news and everything. And I was like, ah, I was like, I don't know what this virus is. I don't know how you get it. Nobody has any true information. And I was just like, we are about to cancel this trip, but we were already, you know, going home regardless. So we just like stayed home that weekend and was like just listening to all the information. And they were like, oh, the kid's not going back to school. So like we stayed home for an extra few days. Cause well, we yeah, like, I mean, they're not going. <laughs> Like they're not going to school, so you know, like extend our vacation, eat some good food, spend some time with our parents. Because at that point, I don't think we understood that it was going to be like you shouldn't go see anybody, you shouldn't visit older people, yeah, you need to wear masks. Yeah, so it was definitely a, a turning point, I think, in all of our lives. So, everybody, yeah, yeah. wow. I, d- I didn't even plan to ask that question, but that that's a good one. <laughs> it's crazy. Let's jump back in some more information about your profession and the real estate industry. So say I want to decide I want to, you know, go ahead and buy a house tomorrow. And what do I need to, like, get pre-approved for a loan? Okay, disclaimer, I am not a mortgage loan officer. <laughs> so, okay, I'm going to stay in my lane, but I'm going to give you the basics. <laughs> So what you need for pre-approval are your W-2s, your bank stubs, your pay stubs, your bank statements, your license, your social security number. I think that's just about it because they basically need your information so they can run your credit to see what you had and they need to see that, you know, you are actually making some money so you can potentially pay your mortgage. Mm -hmm. So have you seen any entrepreneurs like have a hard time with getting like Mm pre-approvals or a hard time just going through the process? Because sometimes our income is kind of all over the place. So you have any Um, advice or (laughs) any tips? I 
I personally haven't worked with any entrepreneurs seeking a home loan and buying a house, but I believe all you need is all you need is two years of, you know, like your would would be like a 1099 or something. Yeah. Um, you just need like two years worth of like, hey, here's two years worth of like what I did, this is what mm-hmm. I made, you know, just to show them like, oh, I do have income. This is what I've made the past two years. I haven't really worked with anyone, but as long as yeah. you have like two years worth of you know, something showing them that you can potentially afford a house, then I mm-hmm. think you'd be okay. Yeah. Does it help that you have like maybe money saved up in your savings account or, you know, just showing that you have like what it, I guess would call liquid asset? Is that what they say? Um, I'm, <laughs> or, sure, I'm sure that would help. But honestly, I would have to get some more information okay. um, about that because most of the most of the people that I've worked with so far are for military mm. VA loans. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Different. But I can, I can definitely get some more information on okay. that for you. Can you explain a few of the different loan types? Yeah. So let's see. The a lot of, I know a lot of people have heard of like an FHA loan. So the FHA loan is a like a government backed loan through the Federal Housing Administration. And usually the down payment is like three and a half percent. So mm-hmm. a lot of like first time home buyers go for this option. I think there's like a you have to fall in the income range to um, to be able to get that loan and then there's the conventional loans they aren't really backed by the government agencies but those down payments are between three and twenty percent down down payments are like three to twenty percent down va loans are backed by the department of veteran affairs and usually those are zero percent down and there are also usda loans they're backed by the united states department of agriculture and they're for rural areas. So like Georgetown, I think Georgetown qualifies for some USDA loans because, you know, hey, in the woods, like it's <laughs> rural, you know. So yeah, very those much so. Are also 0% down, but I would just have to get some more information on those because up here in Virginia, it's kind of like metropolitan. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I haven't worked with any of those. But those are um, four types of loans that you could secure to buy your next home. Yeah. And I know a lot of you might be listening and and it sounds like, you know, me and Kristen are just having a conversation without y'all. And it's because (laughs) we know each other from middle school, high school. We grew up in the um, same area. We know uh, a lot of each other's family. We are well acquainted. (laughs) And when we mentioned Georgetown, I'm sure I've told you guys a lot that that's where I'm from. So yeah, it's it's on the map. (laughs) It's on the map. Yes, it's there. You know, if you like, I always tell people if you've been to Murder Beach or Charleston, you probably drove through Georgetown down and mm-hmm. and saw the woods and saw the trees All and the, the bridges <laughs> okay so this is always a fun question that I like to ask so if you could work with three people dead or alive who would it be Beyonce because man <laughs> yeah, um, just because of her work ethic she mm-hmm. is like the queen of you know working and not telling nobody what she's doing and then just popping out and you know getting us to give her all of our money (laughs) (laughs) absolutely (laughs) I want to work with her because I'm I'm a fan let's 
see. Maybe what's her name? Journey Smollett. Smollett. Yes. yes. That's my girl. Like, <laughs> I love her. <laughs> she just seems like a down to earth like person, mm-hmm. like a regular person. Uh, I really like her. She can and act her butt off. What? Yeah, I watched that new show she was on. What's it called? I'm trying to find her name so I can remember the name of the show. Yeah, it is a scary show. Lovecraft Country. Yes, we are tripping. <laughs> like I wasn't up every night watching it when it came on. <laughs> yeah, Lovecraft. And see, I watched it like after everybody else did. Mm-hmm. Like I watched it later and it was good. Like I was binge watching like crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I was like three episodes in and then I was like, Sean, you have to watch this. So I watched it again and then we were like on the same page and then it it became a couple things. I love watching shows with him because when something happens and we're laying in bed, we do this. (laughs) It's like this look and we're like, oh my gosh, did you see what just happened? And I'm like, yeah, duh. I was watching the TV. You're like, no, duh. And I was like, oh my gosh. And then we discuss and we we talk about what we think is going to happen next. But it's always, I think that is like the best quality time. Like finding a show that you both can watch or that right. you're into. Because I mean. show is, is power. We Yes, our, that we, too. Love it. With Eric being overseas, like we'll time it. And I'm like, yo, you got to get up. Like, <laughs> you got to watch power. Like, stay up. You got to watch power. Yes. So, yeah, yeah, that's fun. Okay. The last person would be Issa Rae. Oh, yes, my Capricorn sister. She she is like (laughs) the creative mind. Like, I just world, like, I love, you know, seeing what she's doing. And it's Mm -hmm. just amazing because she's our age, too. And it's just like, wow, like, wow. Yeah, her. Yeah, it's amazing. And I always love her story because it's like, look at where she started. And it's not a struggle story, but I love a started from the bottom now we hear type of story. Yeah, like, she didn't have anybody really like helping yeah. her like she figured it Had out all the no's and was like nah I'm gonna do this and yeah. then like and now look still doing yep it. absolutely <laughs> I love it so what is one thing you want people to know about you after listening to this episode I guess I want them to know that I am a military spouse that decided to make the most of my time Mm-hmm. And to try to do something that would not only help others, but that can help my family. I'm just trying to show my daughters that you can do, you can have a family, but you can still do things for you. Like you can yeah. have a career, like you can still, there are, there are options. You don't have to, just because you're married doesn't mean yeah. you have to <laughs> stop thinking about yourself or put your dreams on hold. And if you're in the market, to buy a house in a different state like you can still call me or send me an email and I can find somebody that can help you like that's another thing like people don't really understand about realtors we work together but we don't work together we might not yeah. work with the same company but we all realtors we we have a connection like we can work together and we can help you find your new house or sell your house yeah, yeah I love that So what would be some advice that you would give to someone who may just be starting in this industry or just trying to break into the real estate industry? Okay. Once you get your license, I would say just letting everyone know that you are a real estate agent, like everybody, even people back home in your hometown, your new friends in your new town, past friends, everybody know, put it on your Facebook, put it on your Instagram, (laughs) just let people know because people don't think about real estate every day, you know? Yeah. don't think about it every day. So when it's time for you to think about it, not think about your friends. 
because yeah. just might not think about him or her. Just be a present agent. They always say, don't be a silent agent. Don't be a private agent. <laughs> just let people know that you're an agent now. Get them excited about it. Send them some business cards. Just a quick note. Just let them know like what you're doing now. And just ask them how you can help Yeah. So do you think you're currently building a brand like bigger than you just, you know, working for somebody right now? Do you think you'll eventually branch out and have your, I don't know what they, do they call them firms or what is it? Yeah. yeah, (laughs) Okay. So yeah. Have your um, own. Yeah. Eventually that's, that's where my goal is to, because in Virginia, you have to be a salesperson for about three years and get your broker's license. So Mm -hmm. you have to be a broker in order to have your own firm. That's one of my goals. I don't know where we're going to be. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> the next three, well, it'd be like the next maybe two years, mm-hmm. one and a half years. I don't know where we're going to be, but I would still like take the broker's exam and try to sit for my broker's license and get that. But as far as like having my own firm, I, I don't know. That That's a ways out because it's yeah. just a lot that goes mm-hmm. into it. You have to be ready to take on agents and guide them through everything, figure out the whole money piece for them and your your agents. It's just a whole lot. I mean, eventually down the road, that's something I want to do. But in the meantime, I'll be a salesperson and yeah. I'll become a broker. <laughs> so I got another interesting question. If you guys were to happen to go overseas as a family, does real estate look different? From an international standpoint, like, would you have to get a different type of license or is this something you might have not looked into yet? I haven't looked into it. I don't know what that would look like. In my mind, I'm always thinking, like, if we have to go overseas, then I can't be able to. Because, I mean, if we're in Italy, I'm not Italian. Yeah. How am I going to do that? And everybody would probably be, like, on base housing or even mm-hmm. if you're out in town, you're probably working with an Italian agent. Yeah. So I would probably have to put it on hold or I could mm-hmm. put my license into referral status. I could still refer um, clients out to other agents that are maybe in Virginia or anywhere. Yeah. I refer them to a realtor and, you know, that way I can still keep my license active. Yeah. Oh, look at me just coming out the gate with these look questions. <laughs> <laughs> so my final question is kind of just like, where do you see yourself in five years? Well, in five years, we will be maybe Eric. <laughs> I, lo- I love the maybe because I understand exactly what the mm-hmm. maybe means. <laughs> well, because um, it's be like, like a, ooh, yeah, if be. I make this rank. <laughs> I know. And that's how I'm like. Let's just say he will be like a little past 20 years. So we would have, Mm -hmm. he would have the option to retire. So I just don't know what it looks like because if he does, then we got to figure out where we're going to like put down roots. Like we don't know. We we don't know. And if he stays in, Lord knows where we would end up at. So (laughs) I I just, I don't know. Or if you have to deal with another deployment, like. (laughs) Most of our, most of our marriage has been him being deployed. Yeah. So I'm almost used to it, sad to say, but you mm-hmm. know, I'm used to this life, like just kind of like, you know, figuring it out, figuring it out here, you know, with me and the kids. But I don't know. I mean, I'll probably be selling real estate still wherever we are. And hopefully we'll, I don't know, have a plan by then. Yeah. 
know. You know how it is. Yeah. We, we just, I know. We, know. we just we be know. waiting on orders, instructions, and people to tell us where we going. <laughs> yep. Where, where we going? Where we going? Yep. What, what's what's happening next? When we got to pack by? What? I know. When do we have to pack? Oh, I hate that part. <laughs> All right. So. This segment is called Q Money Bags Thought of the Week. So this is my favorite part of the podcast, my Q Money Bags Thought of the Week. And because Kristen is also a military spouse, I want to talk about the misconceptions (laughs) (laughs) of being a military spouse. So I have two, but I think a lot of people do have their own opinion about people in the military. But I feel like everyone should get to know a military spouse or just a soldier who is serving in the military because a lot of people do join for different reasons. I myself, like I've talked about before, was also in the army. So I see both sides of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I know a lot. The transition, I would always say, has been difficult from going from active duty to military spouse. It's like two totally different worlds. But one of the first ones that I always think is funny is when people say that housing is free for us. <laughs> <laughs> So they think we don't pay bills, like we just live on these installations and we don't have to spend any money, which is a total lie. (laughs) Yeah, so our husbands get paid BHA. Do they call it the same in the Navy? Mm -hmm. Okay, so. BHA. What did I say? It's the wine. (laughs) (laughs) BH. It's the wine. Okay. So no, they get they get paid a certain allotted m- amount for that. Basically, if you live on post, they take it from you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you don't, it's deposited into your bank account with your regular check, but you still have to pay your rent or your mortgage yeah, or whatever. Okay. So mm-hmm. no, housing is not free. And the only thing that I would say is free, like we don't have electric, living on post, you don't have electric bills and water bills and gas mm-hmm. bills and stuff like that. If you, you know, live off post, you have a home, you still have to pay for things like that. So for everything. no, we don't live for free. We still got to buy our own groceries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we still have to play for daycare, even though daycare is a lot of times on the installations. We still got to pay for that. Pay. Mm-hmm. And it's real expensive. <laughs> yes. Very expensive because of the tear system that they go by. So if you and your spouse work, you're in a higher tear. Yes. So therefore... Your child care bill is higher, which makes no sense to me. <laughs> Can we get a discount? Like one rate, a flat rate. Yes. Yes. And this one is absolutely funny. Spouses don't work. Mm-hmm. So what are we doing? <laughs> we sit at home all day. Yes. And we play in makeup and we dress up and we go to the commissary with heels on and we push a cart with nothing in it. <laughs> So what are some misconceptions that like you've heard or that you could think of? Oh, y'all rich. Oh, <laughs> where? <laughs> like, I mean, no shades to military, but I mean, I'm sure like most, most of our spouses would maybe make a little more money in the civilian sector. You know what I'm saying? So absolutely. Like, I mean, okay, but, you know, that's like a really common misconception. It is a great living. Like, 
a great way to make mm-hmm. a living in the military. It's a lot of, you know, perks to it. But I mean, nobody getting rich out of the no. military. For yeah. real. Like, they really should get paid more than what yeah, they, they get paid. They should get, they should get paid more. I mean, it all comes down to like how you set up your finances, yeah. what, what you are able to do. But at the same time, like, everybody making no millions. No. Nope. Like millions, millions. Like, yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. We so, yeah, still got a. That's one that I and have a budget. Yeah, 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 gotta have a budget. And another one would be I don't know, like we're lazy. Like, oh you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're. Oh, you. You don't. All you do is stay home with the kids. Or all you do is have babies. That's the other well, one. They like to say that. <laughs> this is. I told Eric this month. I was like, I've never worked harder mm-hmm. on a job than being a stay-at-home mom with these kids like it's just non-stop like yeah especially when they're little mm-hmm. it is oh like, god when they get older too I, know, <laughs> I mean but it's, it just seems like it's a little more manageable when you know you're not like you know changing diapers yes oh doing all of that but yeah I've never worked harder in my life mm-hmm. than being you know a stay-at-home mom with my kids and just yeah. kind of like managing like a household because just what (laughs) (laughs) and we're not complaining just be so anybody listen we're not complaining we just really venting and letting y'all know that this shit hurts yeah and just just know that military spouses we're not lazy we have like a lot on our plates you know Mm -hmm. we deal with different things that you know other people that aren't in you know military world they don't understand would probably freak out if they had to have their husband leave yeah so it's like, no yep. shade, but it's like. And you hear it. You can hear it. My friends will be like, I don't know how you do it. Like your husband has been gone nine months or he has to leave and go here. Or even family members like, y'all have to move there? Why so far? Like, but it's like after almost, after 15 years, you're like, you still don't get it. <laughs> no, I don't get it. I don't know if it's yeah. they don't want to get it, but mm-hmm. I just think that because it's not there, reality yeah. it's just yeah. hard to grasp it and that's yep. cool it's yeah fun, just Absolutely. know it's not easy over here <laughs> at all or at any military spouse <laughs> yes so power to all the military spouses yes. out there who are waking up every day slaying the day owning a business working at a job that you love and taking care of these kids <laughs> <laughs> So we're coming to a close on the episode, but I just want you to tell everyone where they can find you at in these internet screens, your website, how they can reach out to you, ask you questions or follow you. So my Facebook, you can find me at facebook.com. What is it? Slash Kristen Sessions Realtor. My Instagram is Kristen Sessions underscore underscore. Somebody took my name (laughs) underscore underscore so yeah Kristen Sessions underscore underscore on Instagram I'm not on Twitter my email you can email me at ksessionsre at gmail.com so I truly appreciate you for coming on and just sharing some insight about your industry so thank you so much for being here with me today I hope you had a good time I did thank you for having me this is different but I'm glad that you invited me (laughs) <laughs> yes, you're welcome. I do want to congratulate you. How, how much was it again? 
for oh. the club because <laughs> we gotta you know drop the receipts yeah I, yeah my first school year i sold well, over 1.7 million dollars in real estate yes um, and a, a lot of people <laughs> and see a lot of people you know they're like oh you made 1.7 million i'm like Oh, <laughs> I did not make 1.7. I sold it. You know, yeah. Are, you know, splits and commissions yeah. and stuff. So, you know, you don't make what you Yeah, get. of but course. Yeah, um, for my first year, it's not, it wasn't too bad. So. That is so good. I'm so Thank proud you. of you. Love Thank it. You. So that is a high note that we can end on. So again, make sure you guys follow Kristen. Make sure you hit her up on social media. If you have any questions, if you're in the Virginia area, Make sure you get her as your realtor. And thank you guys for listening to the Coins and Connections podcast. Until next time. Thank you so much for listening and subscribing to the Coins and Connections podcast. Don't forget to leave a review and join the conversation over on Facebook and Instagram using the hashtag Coins and Connections. Follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Smith and at Coins and Connections. You can shop all merch at www.coinsandconnections.com. I love you more than I love this podcast. Peace.